Folks, coming to you live, episode 35. We got an absolute heater of an episode here for you today. Bringing on our first special guest live from the studio. In the meantime, I'm Big Game Bob. That's Grace Ibrahim behind the glass on the ones and twos. Bob Mennery joining us in studio today. The guy is not only a character, but he's a gunslinger, just an absolute wild card. I think we're going to get a lot out of him today. Really looking forward to that. Absolutely nothing off limits with the guy, and I mean nothing off limits today. He's on his first day of his 60-day sobriety challenge that I think he may only last till, I don't know, Thursday with. I'll let him know that, but a special guest Happy to have him on. Let's get right on into the show here. Son of a bitch, Grace, I did it once again. I cut my ball sack with another shitty razor. Don't cut your ball sack with a shitty razor. I know I don't. Thanks to the good guys over at Manscaped. No more cuts and nicks with the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. This is their third generation trimmer featuring advanced skin safe technology so you keep your balls no matter how big, how small, nice and smooth. Keep your balls nice and smooth from one guy with balls to another guy with balls using promo code BOBBYBALLS to get 20% off your Manscaped order today. Well, folks, you wanted the live feed? You got the live feed starting now. Subscribe now. You can head on over to the YouTube channel, Brilliantly Dumb. Get a look at our in-studio interviews. No matter how raunchy, how subtle it may be, we got a camera on all angles. Go take a look now, Brilliantly Dumb YouTube. All right, Grace, moving on to our sports segment here. I, a topic that I really wanted to address because... It, 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 it bothers me, It is about Tom Izzo, who is one of the best college basketball coaches in the game right now, and some could argue belongs in the Hall of Fame. I'm sure he will be. But it was after a loss to Penn State, and he comes on to the podium, and, and he goes on a rant about fans criticizing and being harsh on and vulgar to to his players and and his team. And he goes on this rant. Here it is. He, he had just lost 75-70 to Penn State. He goes, and I just want to make it clear, if there are any Michigan State players out there abusing my players on Twitter, I'm sick of it. And so if you are Michigan State fans, I'll be more than happy to buy your tickets and send you over here. I don't want to hear any more of it. Now... I'm sure these people on Twitter are absolute wackos. Twitter, Instagram, I'm sure they have nothing better to do than to criticize your players and and just belittle them. And I'm not supporting that at all. But what I will say, if you're Tom Izzo, you're not going about it the right way. Unfortunately, those Twitter people, they're always going to be there. They're never going to leave. And all you're doing is fueling their fire. I mean, it's just exactly what they want. And for Tom Izzo, who's such a smart guy, it's like, dude, what are you doing? 
It's the worst possible way to go about it. Unfortunately, it's the way it is in the world, especially with social media. It's what happens when you sign up to social media. When you're an athlete as good as these kids are, unfortunately, especially for the ones that move on to the pros, this is something they're going to have to deal with their whole life. And it sucks. I mean, like I said, these guys have nothing better to do. This is what they spend their time doing. But, I mean, if anything, it's getting them ready for for what they're going to face moving on. They're going to face idiots all the time. And I even checked, like, to see some of these tweets. They're, They're just, they're so unnecessary. But it's just coming from people that you could tell just, again, have nothing better to do. So with that being said, what I decided to do for this sports segment, I take shit all the time. I don't know why. You know, I try not to be controversial. I don't think I am. But what I did take shit for, especially, um, I, I had an Instagram post of Donald Trump walking on to the field. And I, you know, I thought it was funny. I wasn't taking any sides in it. But there is some harsh... Some people like thought I was being hard on Donnie Boy. And, and some people thought I was being too light on him. And I mean, they, they just let, let it rip. But, you know, by Tom Izzo doing that, you're never going to win that way, unfortunately. You're just not. They'll win every time because they could do this all day. You can't. So it just fuels their fire. It's like politics as I move on to this Donald Trump point. If you're a Democrat or Republican, you should never spend time talking back and forth debating because you're never going to win. It's not like you're going to have a point that's so good that this hard Donald Trump supporter is going to say, you know what, actually, that is a great point you make on health care. I am now actually going to be a Democrat. I just voted for Bernie Sanders. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just not going to be the case. Vice versa. You're never going to win. But again, what I was saying with the Donald Trump, I did a post where I didn't think it was bad. I didn't take either side, and some people just came in harsh. So what we're going to do to close this out is give the best. I I like to what I do is there's some that I actually kind of get a kick out of, or there's some that are so harsh, you know, you just take a picture just to kind of like show people. So here's a couple of the DMs, the worst ones that I've gotten for. I'll give them a shout out. Leroy underscore Jenkins 286 writes, your voice makes me want to stick a pitchfork down my throat. And I believe I read this message. I want to say it was a little after 8 a.m. Grace. I had just woken up. So I woke up to Leroy Jenkins, Leroy Jenkins, saying, Bob, your voice makes me want to stick a pitchfork down my throat. Like, Grace, imagine you walk outside, your neighbor's just like, oh, Grace, how are you? Good morning. Oh, good morning. How are you? Uh, good, besides the fact that your voice makes me want to stick a pitchfork down my throat. But have a good day, Grace. Here's next one. This one's from Fuck Southern Hospitality 345. Partially the reason I think I screenshotted it at the time was because I loved the handle so much. But he says, uh, saw another one of your videos, and I got to say, you're kind of like the bad stepdad you can just never get rid of. <laughs> I didn't know I didn't know how to respond to that one, so I didn't. But what a name. And to close it off, Grace, this one was good. Uh, Billy Boy Carol and a couple underscores XGT. 
Your nose looks like it's in a midlife crisis, Bob, in deciding whether or not it wants to be a really big nose or a really small one. Figure it out, dude. I'm just sitting there eating breakfast and I got that. I just wanted to put down my lock sandwich and be like, fuck you, Billy Carroll. Piece of shit. You just go onto their page and just see how much of a wacko they are. You monster drinking motherfucker. Fuck you, Billy Carroll. But you can't. Just don't do it. So the reason that I bring this to you folks here on episode 35 of the Brilliant Dumb Show is just to express my disappointment with the guy that I love so much in Tom Izzo. That's not the message. That's not the way to go about it. Just ignore that shit. That's for all you folks moving forward. Big Game Bob, episode 35, would like to let you know, ignore that shit. Come on, Tom. Move it on. All right, there he is, folks. The Brilliantly Dumb Show presented to you by Bro Bible, the voice of an angel. You're looking at Bob Mannery. Bob, thank you for being on the Brilliantly Dumb Show here. I don't have the voice of an angel today. It was a wild night. Well, wild I... week before. Yeah, very wild week. Coming off a wild bender of a week in Miami, Florida. Just announced going with the 60-day detox. At what point in Miami did you say... I got to go on a detox. When I came, it wasn't when I was in Miami. It was we went on a four day straight bender. I think like an hour's sleep every night. It was fucking nuts. Everybody was out till six a.m. There was like a strip club that's open fucking twenty four seven. So you're gonna go every fucking time. Uh, and I when I, the problem was I was like, all right, after Miami, I'm gonna be on disciplined sober mode. Right. Problem was I came back to L.A., got fucked up again. And I'm like, all right, I gotta slow this down because I got a little too wild. And then also I had a major, major bets going on for the 60-day thing because nobody believes that I can actually not drink for 60 days, which is going to be so fucking hard. It is, especially for the fact that I brought a tall boy of Bud Light here. I'm having one now, so it's wow. going to be there. I would absolutely, Bob, I would cash the under. You would be a great AA sponsor. Right. You would be a great AA sponsor. You're like fucking, uh, like, I'm like, yeah, you know, try to go still over 60 days. You're like, well, I brought a chest of Bud Light for you. Here you go. Uh, no, I'm going to pass the I got to win this bet. I got too much on the fucking line. Well, the reason that I brought the Bud Light is I got the under. You have the under? You don't think I'm going to make it 60 days? Robbie, I don't fucking Bob, fail at this shit. I think, I think at some point it'll come close. It comes down to one good night out. I know. Where everybody's having a good time. You're having a good time, but not a great time. And that could be the downfall. It happened. I did 30 days once. I did 30. Well, didn't. I had a 30 day bet. No lie. And I made it 29 days and 16 hours. I didn't make it 30 okay. days because I cracked because I thought my plane was crashing. And I was, like, fucking freaking out. They were like, it's going to be a bad flight. I was kind of afraid of flying at the time. Yeah. And uh, now I obviously fly a little more so I'm more comfortable with it. But uh, I, the turbulence was so bad. And finally, I, like, pressed the button. I'm like, if I'm going to die, I'm going out drinking. Well, look, I'm not going to put the peer pressure on you. But there was a tall boy right under my legs here. Mm -hmm. I slammed the under. Take me into Miami. You were at a powerhouse of a table with Timmy Bounce back. Mm -hmm. Tell me about that table. It wasn't in Miami. It was in Los Angeles after Michael Rubin came on our podcast, who's the fucking man, by the way. Michael's yeah, he the, seems great. He's the fucking coolest dude in the world. Like, in the beginning, like, when I started to have a little momentum, Michael's been, like, a fucking mentor, like, a really, really, really good dude. And so he invites, you know, me out to dinner, and uh, it is a very powerful, powerful dinner. It was, like, Robert Kraft, fucking Meek Mill, one of, like, the creators of Snapchat, 
fucking. Uh, uh, what do you say to Meek Mill? How do you, you start that out? You just got to try and be cool. I don't know. And try to fit in. I don't know. And then right. I end up just looking like I think like an idiot. Like I just try to be like, yo, what's up, man? How you doing? Like I try. I turn on like that mode. And it just doesn't fucking work. With I it. would ask him something like if you wanted to go half and half on an entree or something and kind of feel him out. <laughs> you could do that. That's the route. I mean, look, you that's know. ballsy. It's aggressive. It's a ballsy play. No doubt about so, it. Because then if he's just like, nah, bro, you're like, fuck. Now, take me in. Timmy Bounceback, who's the co-host of the Ripper Magoo show, which is just awesome. The Ripper Magoo podcast. Take me in to the setting. Rob Kraft, you mentioned it on your last episode. This, to me, is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're at the dinner, and Timmy sends me a text. and He's like, where are you? And I'm like, uh, I'm at dinner with uh, Ruben and them. And I go, are you sober? And he and goes... And by the way, for those who don't know, Timmy Bounce Back, mm-hmm. if you've seen the podcast, he's a wild card. Wild he's card. He's a friggin' character. Yes. And just a wild card. He's a beauty. Yes. Go ahead. And he, so I, he sent this. I said, are you sober? And he goes, Yes. And then I go, okay, come. Because you have to be very careful with him. Because you remember the Ryan Lochte interview? We will definitely jump in. We'll that. hit on that, definitely. And uh, so he walks in, and he looks like fucking Jack Sparrow in Pirates of the Caribbean, fucking walking in all fucking banged up. And I'm like, oh, my God. Because when Timmy's in that fucking mindset, right. you can't get him out of it. He's now, just... when he made his entrance, did he stop at each person and say hello to start off? Did you have to let the table know he was coming? I didn't let anybody know who's coming. I just had him show up, but it, this, he just came in and was like, Philadelphia! <laughs> Philadelphia! Like, screaming. And, like, with, like, with, like, and the worst problem was, at the table, when he got there, it was, like, cause it was like musical chairs. Everybody was shifting chairs. The seat next to Meek Mill was Timmy Bounceback. Oh, that's, that's how it arranged. So I'm like, fuck. So I'm sitting there panicking because he's attached to me. And these are powerful fucking guys that I need to build relationships with. And Timmy is fucking zapped out of his mind. So long story short is he's like talking to Meek. I mean, I don't know how many times he said the word fucking Philadelphia. Like, <laughs> I don't even, like so many fucking times. So then I look over at one point, and this is the famous moment that happened. I see him over there with Robert Kraft, and he's got his arm around him like <laughs> in a fucking headlock, basically. Like Come just here, drooling on the fucking guy. <laughs> And I'm just like, oh, my God. So finally, I'm like, Timmy, we got to get you the fuck out of here. He's like, I'm not leaving. I'm with Robert Kraft. And now, how does, how does Kraft respond to the headlock? I don't even know. It happened, like, really quick. I was just, like, having a fucking piece of sushi or something. Look over. It's like headlock. Boom. He was, I don't know. I mean, he was probably, obviously, when Timmy's in that state of mind, I don't think anybody's really too. There's no stopping him. There's no stopping him. So, But and it was I, funny. And I definitely want to jump into that Ryan Lochte interview, which we're going to get into again with Timmy Bounce Back just stealing the show. Uh, my question for you, for the people that don't know you, Bob, right? Okay, how did this all get started for you? So I had one video that went viral back in the day. I was like three in the morning, sitting on a couch next to my buddy, and ended up. Uh, his name is David Justin. Ended up doing like Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, that little spiel that I always fucking do. Um, and he just recorded it. And his name is David Justin. He ended up giving it to your people here at Bro Bible. Bro Bible were the first people. Big, big, big ups to Bro Bible. hundred percent. Put Bi- one on the board. Bro Bible was the ones in the beginning who just shared all my shit and fucking love Brandon, like all those guys on there. And um, obviously, just they were the guys that yeah, got it started for me. So the, I did another video and kind of had the same success. And then my buddy said, you ever heard of Instagram? I was like, no. And then I started making these videos, kind of what sports announcers want to say. What I kind of do is... R-rated commentary. I, I kind of have the voice that sounds like a broadcaster. Right. Uh, and so I just, like, I remember when I started off, I did Madden glitches. And oh, so, yeah, like, you know, when you're, when, when, why the fuck does, like, one guy have one arm that's broken backwards, like, and, like, why is the announcer not saying anything about right. it? So I just started being, like, instead, 
you know, he'd be like running in the end zone. I'd be like, uh, left side, touchdown. And like the guy would have a broken arm. And I'd be like, why is the fucking announcer not fucking bringing up the, his arm be- broken backwards? And so. then, but when you, when you found out that the video had gone viral, was it one of those classic things where you just came to your phone and your phone was popping off? Yeah, yeah. I had a bunch of like missed calls and shit that day at a golf tournament. And then I had like 316 missed calls. I think it was like crazy. Like agents, managers, everybody, like voiceover people, podcast people. Um, that, because I think New York Post picked it up, USA Today, all that, like the article. So then the process starts is maybe I could do this for a living. Mm-hmm. What do you tell your parents? How does that process go of, wow, I might be able to do this full time? Well, I was in my parents' house at the time. They just downsized their two-bedroom condo when I came home, like rock bottom from L.A. Right. And so they were fucking thrilled when their 28-year-old son comes on knocking on the door and be like, I'm home. Uh, I'm going to try this thing where I'm going to scream in my bedroom every fucking <laughs> night for four hours hammered. Is that cool? Like they thought, I, they thought I was losing my mind. I went to, they were making me go apply for a job at a liquor store for like 11 bucks an hour and all that shit. And, but yeah, I would be like, literally something would happen when I hit 10,000 like followers. I was like, I'm onto something. I don't know what it is, but I'm onto something. And then, uh, I would like, there would be a football play that happened and I would be like, mom, dad, can you keep it down for a minute? And I'd run in the other room. Like Nick folks, dick yeah. flies off wide, yeah. right? Fuck it. My parents drops like, back. Yeah. And then my parents like, what the, the fuck is wrong with my son? You know, they thought I was losing my mind, but. You know, we're onto something. We got some good momentum, so I think we can hopefully piece something together. That's why, for me, my parents, the whole thing was they didn't understand it's a new era. So for them, when I told them, you know, that I'm getting a certain amount of followers, they don't know what it means. It means nothing to them. So it it takes actually finding like a paycheck coming in, whatever mm. it may be, to get the ball rolling and them really see it. And you're gonna have a big check paycheck coming in soon because I think you're gonna kill this fucking shit and you have been unless your podcast do a good job. That's the goal. I appreciate that, Bobby boy. Who would be your ideal guest? That's what I'm saying. I I, I had to ask you one question. Who would be your ideal guest? I would I would love a sports guy. I like sports and of course comedy, which the show is. You get me Charles Barkley in here. I'm set. Charles Barkley. I just don't don't you think? Give he's me a three guy? names and I'm guaranteeing you one of them. We're gonna put that on on. You on let paper. me know when you let me know if you want to do it now or later. Three names. I'm gonna give I, you three names I'm, later. You pull off one of them. We're gonna have this on paper right here. Give me Chuck. De- a deal. I'll I'll be, try. I'll try and get Chuck. Now, for those who don't know the voice, you're about to get it. So what we're gonna do here, Bob? Oh, I want to give you. I want to give you three scenarios to comment on. Okay. Okay. Let the people hear that voice. The first scenario I'm gonna give you. John Daly hooks a drive far right and hits a 60-year-old man in the face on the 16th tee box. Wow. Bob uh, Mennery, here he goes. So I remember I made a clip about Daly uh, back in the day, and the PGA didn't like it too much. But usually with golf, I'll kind of start off slow and like that golf voice should be like, Daly on 16, uh, obviously a beautiful day out here at Torrey Pines. And that is going to be a good one, but it's going left. It is making its way left. Oh, God. And it just fucking railed somebody right in the forehead. There's kids crying. That's what I don't fucking know. I usually am hammered when I do it. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to give you one more. I want to hear Aaron Rodgers chugging beer shit face trying to walk down a flight of stairs commentating. See, it's like exactly what you just said. I would just repeat in the voice. Like Aaron Rodgers chugging beers at the stadium tonight should be focused on football, but obviously a little fucked up. We don't usually see this in Aaron as he makes his way down the stairs, almost buckles his legs there, and almost went down. I don't know. And down uh, goes and down goes Rogers. Rogers. I don't fucking know. Now let's stay on the football topic. I want to talk Saquon Barkley, New York Giant running back. 
correct me if I'm wrong, but you lived with the guy, no? We had three. Yeah, we lived for three months in the offseason last year. Wild. Hence what why the Giants like? plummeted this year. No? <laughs> Hence why they had such a fucking <laughs> shitty season. Yeah, it took them about to week 10 to really get going. What What was that like? It was surreal. It cost me a relationship, actually, because I had this place I was supposed to get with my girl, and uh, we had the place all lined up, and all of a sudden I get a fucking start. Just fuck this chair, my bad. I, I get a... I get a uh, I get a call from, I think it was Cuz. It's like, yo, you want to live with Saquon Barkley? I was like, yep. <laughs> yep, sure. I'm in. Um, and so I told Katie, Katie Carney, who I was dating at the time, that we were going to be living with Saquon. So we did for a little bit. It was crazy. You don't want to play Saquon in Connect Four. He's a big Connect Four player. You don't right. want to play him in fucking rock, paper, scissors. Sorry. He's like Houdini. You don't want to fucking play. He knows you're going to throw every fucking time. You know what I like about the guy? You would never know. Obviously, you know who Saquon Barkley is. But when you hang out with him... He doesn't hold that type of – he's just a normal guy. He's a fucking man. He's, he's, a, he's, he's the best awesome. guy in the fucking world. He's the most disciplined, amazing human being on planet Earth. Actually, we were at in Miami, and these parties you're trying to go to, like Sports Illustrated, Maxim, blah, blah, they're all packed like at like 11, 12, right? That's your guy. So I'm like walking in at a point with Saquon. He's got like nine other guys with him. So he's there at the front of the line making sure all nine guys get in, and uh, myself and – whoever I was with at the time. But there was, like, these five random people that were there, and Saquon was, like, going out of his way to, like, get people in. I don't, like, he's just a fucking good dude. And he's, you know, just the Giants, obviously. If he was on a different football team, I think he'd have a little bit more, obviously, right. success. But Little did he know, one stiff arm would have got all nine of you in. No shit. That's exactly. all it would have taken right there. But they weren't even, like, letting... It was weird. He couldn't, like... It was it was so crazy there that they... Even he was having trouble getting into places. I'm like, it's fucking Saquon Barkley. Like, how the fuck are you not letting this guy run in? as far as living with him, do you wake up... 10 a.m. want to crack a beer and feel like shit when he's out training? Like, he's got to be training. Yeah, bro, I would sneak in at, like, 3 in the morning and, like, tiptoe up the stairs to my bed and not wake him up. And there was one night, which is actually pretty funny, is we were all asleep. It was, like, 1 in the morning. And all of a sudden, they, we had this loud speaker system in the house. Oh, and it was That's me. That's a recipe for disaster. No shit. It was me, Saquon, Cuz was downstairs. And all of a sudden... Out of nowhere, this music turns on. It's like, shine bright like a diamond. Like, so fucking loud. Like, almost the house almost fucking explodes. So I'm like, oh, my God. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, it's so loud. Like, I'm telling you, like, the house is shaking. Right. So we thought, we, I thought we were getting murdered. Like, this is a murder scene. Like, this guy's turning up the music really loud. Great, we're going to die. They're coming in here to kill Saquon Barkley and I and Cuz. And uh, so I walk outside. Saquon's got a golf club in his fucking boxer shorts ready to go. And I'm just, like, peeking around the corner. Like, say, go check, go check this out. Go check this out. And then... Uh, and then afterwards, we found out nothing was wrong, and I walked back upstairs to Katie, who I was in bed with, and she was like, what happened? I'm like, I took care of it. Don't worry. <laughs> like, I got it. I made sure everything was cool, but yeah, I was like the biggest pussy about Saquon's it. Saquon's down there yeah. fighting the good I fight. I was like holding his back, walking behind him, <laughs> looking around for fucking the robber, the, or fucking uh, the, the serial killer that we thought was in the house. And the training regimen of the guy for those legs that he has has to be just out of control. I was never involved in any of the training regimens. Yeah, I don't that doubt stuff. that, Bobby. I passed on that. No, <laughs> fuck that. So I just, whenever they felt like turning it on and partying a little bit, that's right. when I got involved. I wasn't right. there doing fucking 40-yard dashes or whatever those guys. We have we have a bet going on, actually, with Cuz, who's Saquon's manager. You know Joey Colcuts. I think you've I met him at work. ran into him at the pool. He's a man. Right. Big old fella. Yeah. What we bet on is out of 10 runs with Saquon. Mind you, Colcuts is pushing... No disrespect, Cole Cuts, 245. Yeah, he's up there. He's got a fat little gut, too. He is 68% body fat. 68, Heck that's Heck of high. a guy, heart of a lion. Out of 10 rushes, 
can cold cuts tackle him once? Not a fucking chance. You don't think well, so? Well, it depends. Is it open field tackle? It's like that's that's what the question gotta, is. You gotta you got to no. There's no way. It doesn't matter what fuck. Cold cuts cannot fucking tackle Saquon. There's no way. Well, you know where I disagree. I think it would be like a plus two fifty. And the reason I only do plus two fifty. If you do a full football field, he's got no chance. But if you just do an alley with how big Cole Cuts is, is it doubtful? Yes. He's but- not going to get 10 attempts. Saquon's going to fucking truck stick him. You might have to do this over a year because he's going to run up the middle, truck stick him, and then he's going to be Cole Cuts is going to be out. Right. Well, if and we, then you have to do it in like two weeks. If then- we do 10 attempts, somebody could get hurt. By somebody, it would be Cole Cuts. Just have Cole Cuts sign a waiver. That's it. Right. I, I would think the right thing to do is five attempts. Mm-hmm. And I know cold cuts, he would give it everything he has. And I think Saquon would just obliterate him, but we'd get A, content out of it. B, let people wager on it. I think we can make that happen uh, in the backyard uh, this week. Let's fucking done. do it. Done. Consider it done. Another but that's thing not, I'm, I'm not making a decision for those guys. That's up to them. <laughs> I'm not putting, my, don't, don't quote me on that. Now, I want to get in, Bob, to the Ripper Magoo podcast. I'm not just saying this because you're sitting here right now. I think it's awesome. Ah, jeez. Fuck. Sorry, Grace. Those are the screams I used to make when I would cut myself, shaving before I knew about Manscaped. Thank you, Manscaped, for turning my loud shrieks into multiple peaks. Folks, I am no longer shredding my ball sack. I'm treating my ball sack with the most premium lawnmower 3.10 ball sack has ever seen just gliding right through my genitals. The people over at Manscaped have engineered 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawn Mower 3.0. Move over, John Deere. I got a different thing taking care of my ball sack. Starting now, starting right now, get 20% off and free shipping with the code Bobby Balls. Not Bobby Ballsack, Bobby Balls. That's 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com and use code Bobby Balls. Your partner, your dick, and your balls will thank you. From one ball sack to another, gentlemen out there, trust me when I say take care of your ball sack. Welcome to Greatness, folks. I'm Big Game Bob here from the Burnley Dumb Show. Scroll on down, watch our all-live, in-studio interviews, whatever it may be. Enjoy some premium, quality content with the Burnley Dumb Show brought to you by Bro Bible. I told you we've hung out before. I've been waiting for you to do the podcast. You finally went ahead and delivered it. Right on the charts, right out of the get-go. Guests as far as Shaquille O'Neal, Michael Pena, Doc Rivers, David Spade, the girl who showed her tits at the Astros playoff game, <laughs> Gary Vaynerchuk, the guy who shot Osama Bin Laden, which, by the way, is such a good idea. He would love to come in here. You should get him in here. I'll I've been emailing the, the guy I got left you. and right, Bob. I got you done. I have his number called. So here we yeah. go. Charles Barkley's one. The guy who shot Osama bin Laden, too. Done. I already got one. That's one guaranteed. But you know what? That's what, like, a Joe Rogan does. You bring on guys that, like, not many people know him by the face, but that are just interesting. You don't even have to be funny. It's such a fascinating story. Mm-hmm. It's great. And you forget it happened so long ago. And it's for all these people that weren't around during 9-11. And uh, 
I mean, he just tells a fucking, it's crazy. I mean, like, they were in the helicopter. One fucking helicopter crashes, and they storm the fucking compound. He's climbing up the fucking stairs. He he has his guy whispering uh, to Kalik or whatever, who's Bin Laden's son in Arabic or whatever. I forget what the language was. Uh, and uh, the guy pokes his head around, pops him in the head. They go up the stairs. Robert walks in, and he's like, there I was, face-to-face with Osama Bin Laden. Three bullets right he in his fucking head. He did do that. And that was sick. When he Jesus. did that, I was like, Fuck yeah. Yeah, when you describe that as a... Yeah. Sounds weird, but crazy. That's just to think of that. That's one interview where you're just like just sitting there and you don't say anything. Totally. You're just like, go. And you talk about coming out with a bang. Yeah. I mean, it really... It was one of the only episodes you had where you really... It really wasn't a funny episode. You didn't have to be funny in that sense. Right. Well, I promised him. I said, one day I'm going to do a podcast and I want you to be my first guest. We were all fucked up. Robert likes to party. So we were all fucked up with actually Dakota Meyer, who was awarded the Medal of Honor. Uh, by Obama, you fit right in with that. Like, oh, I dude, I was like looking over my shoulder every time, just waiting for ISIS because he had like a fucking bounty on his head for like ten million. I'm like, bro, yeah. I'm not gonna get fucking shot in the head. I don't want you know, just keep your distance from me. Right, right. But Dakota's a great guy to have on too. Dakota was awarded the Medal of Honor, and uh, for he got they got eight, I think it was like eight something like that. Guys got stormed by like 250 Taliban trapped in the city and then or in town, and then he just went in and fucking saved his guys. It was nuts. It's so. Insane. Yeah. Bob, who was out of the guests that you've had? Who was the most nervous you've been? Maybe not nervous, but the one you were most anxious about. I have the same level of anxiety and nerves, no matter who it is. For each one. I always am a little nervous, and it's always good to be a little nervous. There's nothing wrong with being nervous. It actually is, you know, it kind of like fuels you. Um, but, I mean, if I had to pick, probably John Voight was the hardest, because Angelina Jolie's father. Bob, I'll be honest with you. He was a disaster. Yeah, I, I look at the thing is this: I don't, I don't, I didn't know. What I like to usually do is this. No, that's fine. I, <laughs> hey, I don't give I'll a be fuck. Honest, yeah, no, mess. you have to be honest. That's why I fucking love you. You're yeah. fucking honest. So he was. I didn't know him at all, and you gotta understand, he's like 80 years old. And so me talking about fucking Ripper Magoos and Zappers, like I don't know if it really fits in with him too well. Uh, but he was, yeah, he's he's a he was a great guy first and foremost. I don't think the episode really matched my demo too much. It was still still a good episode. The only thing where I think it went where he went south was. Then he went political. Yeah, no, that lost me a lot of followers. I got, I got bombed. Did you lose a lot of? I lost like twenty five thousand. That's amazing. I know. I did like even a post on Donald Trump walking out in the college football game. Yeah, you game. can't do that. I wasn't taking a side. Yeah. The hate mail I got from it, I wasn't picking a side. It was just hilarious the yeah. way this guy was walking out. Fucking got to stay away from politics. Don't want to divide your audience. Another one I loved, by the way, which I would have had a lot of questions for. I thought you directed it very well with the interview. Doc Rivers was awesome. Doc Rivers was cool, and like I said, I had a little relationship with him before we played in the golf course, so it made it a little easier, but Doc's just the man. He's laid back, doesn't give a fuck, and he's just a chill dude. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, I like Doc a lot. I thought that was an awesome episode. My favorite episode, which I said that we were going to get into, it is one of the funniest things I think I've ever listened to. You do a interview with Ryan Lochte, who just went... Remind me, what did he do again? Didn't he make up a story in the Olympics? Yeah, I, what Ryan did was he was down in Brazil, and I think he, like, vandalized, just, like, peed outside of a bush or something like that. It was all fucked up, drunk. Right. I mean, the kid was, like, a, a fucking Olympian gold medalist. Like, you know, you can't... I mean, you can... Obviously, it wasn't the right thing to do at all, but, you you know... When you have that level of success so fast at a young age, sometimes you got to fucking, it's hard to control the demons inside right. of you. And obviously, I think he went out and got fucked up. And then I think he, something happened with like he framed a robbery or something. But I don't know. I don't know the exact details. I should. So, I just fucking interviewed so him. But I have like a, I'm the youngest kid with Alzheimer's, I think. No but lie. The, 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 the best part is so the guy's trying to make a comeback. And he comes, he's getting ready. At first, he canceled on you. Did he not? Yes. 
No, he we yes, I asked him for I was going back and forth with his agents for so long and then he was uh we had the thing the show all lined up and then he canceled. I don't blame him. He's trying to protect his image. Like when I was talking to his agent, I'm like, "Well, we want to talk about Brazil." He's like, "Yeah, we we're, we can't touch Brazil." I'm like, "What the fuck are we going to talk about? Him doing swimming yeah, laps around the he, fucking why, pool? Why is he here like, though?" No. Yeah. So I'm like, "Yo, look, I'm like he, we're, he's going to leave that interview looking great," and then it happened. And by it again, we're going to bring back co-host. I I met the guy. I love him. Timmy bounce back comes in absolutely fucking blasted off yeah. his mind. Take me through what's going through your head through that. Well, it's Sunday football, and since he canceled, we had to rearrange the days, so we had to have him in on Sunday. And if Sunday NFL football is like Timmy, he turns into like fucking Twister 2, the movie. He's out of his fucking mind. <laughs> so he uh, he came, he was drinking all day, and then finally I fucking tell uh, him, I'm like, we got to go do the interview. He's all fucked up. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I got to fucking, I hope nobody's in this fucking podcast studio. I text Kevin Conley. I'm like, Kevin... This is fucking out of control. Timmy is fucking zapped. He is so fucked up. But we got to just get this done. I don't care. It'll maybe be funny. So he's like, all right. I walk in. I'm like, please, nobody be there. Please, nobody be there. So boom, Spider-Man. Toby Maguire. I'm like, fuck. Toby Maguire's there. Yes, there. Before Bounce Back arrives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, And he's like decided to sit in for this episode and just watch. And like, didn't know this. Didn't know. Yes. Didn't. Yeah. So we walk in. And Timmy's like, ah! Spider-Man Like fucking Spider-Man He's like And then he's like Do you use your spidey senses To play poker Toby's like What the fuck Is this guy talking about And so we go in the room Ryan shows up And then there was I guess Rumors that Timmy I think just made out of nowhere That Timmy fucked Or uh, Ryan fucked Timmy's ex-girlfriend Or something like that Which is not true Ryan Lochte banged His ex-girlfriend Was what Timmy started With the accusations about Correct And I don't think it was true I mean 99% of when it comes out Of my buddies Timmy's got the best person In the world But he likes to fluff Stories a little bit Right Heart of gold But I could definitely See it a little bit But it's believable When you hear it And then the build up To when you find out Lochte's actually coming in Mm -hmm. It's phenomenal Mm -hmm. Did you guys Whose decision was it to put Timmy in the back for the start of that interview? Mine. It was yours to get him out of there. To get him out of there, yes. And then at what point in the interview do you bring him in? <laughs> well, we were talking a little bit with Ryan, and then, you know, it was things were going, going, and then I'm finally I'm like, fuck it. This is like, let's make hilarious content. Let's Timmy just see in. what happens. I'm like, yo, Timmy, let's go. Get in here. So Timmy comes fucking flopping around like one of those. You ever see those like car dealerships that have that air <laughs> yeah, thing that blows in the wind? Yeah, yeah. That was fucking Timmy. <laughs> and so he comes around, and he sits down, and I think the first thing he said, he's like, well, this ought to be fun or something <laughs> like that. And then, uh, yeah. Well, I actually, he sits down and mind you, for the people listening, you, you got to listen to the episode. You know he's fucking wasted. But I think he's talking about wanting to bet on him. And he sits down and he goes, do you have a fucking shot at the Golden Bombers? And I think he's talking about winning gold. And yeah. Lochte doesn't know what the fuck just hit him. Yeah, it was, uh, and you should have seen the look on Ryan's face. He was like very, very mortified. But yeah, it was just a disaster of an interview that turned out to be gold. Because after the interview, I'm like, this is horrible. But as you know, sometimes you'll do uh, podcasts and you'll be like, that was awful. But then you'll listen to it back and be like, no, actually, that was really good. Right. You have no idea what it was until you actually go back and listen to it. Yeah, but my scariest call was when, you know, Ryan's agent was like 17 missed calls, I think, in my pocket of, uh, so I was like, oh, fuck. So I picked up the phone. I was like, listen, we're going to edit this all together. Everything's going to be good. He's like, fuck Timmy's and a fucking embarrassment. I'm like, ah, listen, I know that. but And what's, what, yeah, we know that. Yeah. What, what's, what's Toby say about the whole thing? Toby left halfway through. It was so awkward. 
because he cause Toby he, left. Toby walks out. Toby walked the fuck out in the middle of it, like because he didn't want to see it. I think he was just so like when you're just in a very uncomfortable situation, like it's just like I'm he's fucking. In a, he's out. in his own office. Spider Man left it's the fucking the building. Spider Man was uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Timmy bounced back, made Spider Man uncomfortable. Timmy bounced back, beat Spider Man yeah. that day. <laughs> He fucking defeated Spider-Man. Not a lot of people can fucking say that. Leave it, leave it to Timmy Bounce back. Fucking unbelievable. Uh, all right, Bob. So what I did, I put on my Instagram of a lot of what people, different questions they had for you. I knew the questions I had for you. Beautiful. Um, I was not letting you leave here today yeah. without you clarifying what is the story, Dave Portnoy, president, CEO, whatever he is, of Barstool Sports, mm -hmm. big powerhouse over there. What did, were you originally going to work for them? How did that all break out with Portnoy? Um, I think that David is, by the way, David is very, 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 very smart, fucking yeah. successful fucking dude. And hats off to that dude for what he just did with the pen gaming thing. Right. Like selling, I mean, the fucking massive deal they did. Huge. Um, yeah, I mean, look, at I did, I did videos for Barstool back in the day. Like I did, David, I think, found me on this, uh, on YouTube. I think I uploaded a video and I think he was like, yeah, you're kind of funny. And then, um, you know, I, we ended up going to like Bridgewater state and I brought this like camera crew of four guys or something and they were just being idiots, I think. And then he, we wrote an article or something and, uh, I, I got pissed because I was probably like young and immature and then whatever. And then fast forward to kind of recently I went in and sat with David. Um, and, uh, I thought there was maybe potential for Barstool and myself to kind of work, work, work together. Right. Um, and I sat down, he was a gentleman. We were very, you know, cool. I was showing him, uh, I was telling him my sister was obsessed with him and fucking showing, uh, I think I got him to take a picture or something with me for my sister or something. or Not, not obsessed, but she was like a fan of yeah, David. Yeah, yeah, you know? um, And uh, they made me an offer and I kind of countered with a little bit more money because I, you know, saw kind of where I was going, I think. Right. And um, it just, the deal didn't work out. And then I think something was like tweeted or something. And then I responded, and then we had this thing where I requested like a million dollar fight or something with them. It was, was all, it was all, it was all fun. I mean, look at, at the end of the day, I'm focused on, you know, my shit, you know. Right. And, and the thing is, this we share a lot of the same audience, you know, me and David. As so, do I with them. Yeah. So there's no need for any of that shit, you know. Like I mean, he, and he's fucking good, you know. I put my ring, I put my name in the in the hat to commentate that fight. Um, but but with that being said, you then end up doing your own thing. Mm -hmm. You bring out the Ripper Magoo podcast, immediate success. Now, I knew that it was going to be successful. I didn't know that it was going to hit the way it did that fast. With that being said, there was a time, I think, where it hit number one on the charts. No? Yeah, it was number one when I actually we were focused in like actually doing it. And again, that's half the reason why I'm stopped slowing down the drinking a little bit. We've gotten a little bit off schedule. I mean, we're like, yeah, we're releasing once every Wednesday. And it's like, Every like three weeks now, we'll just like like I right, let's just do a podcast, and you obviously need consistency. So our numbers kind of drop for a little bit, but uh, they'll we're, I'll bring them back up. I got a great list of guys coming now. So when you were on the way up with with part of my take, which is Barstool's big podcast, was there any were you looking at them saying, okay, I got to I got to top that out, or that was just you were just so focused on hitting the top spot? I'm just focused on hitting number one. I mean, that's Good all I want to do. I want to be number one. I don't give a fuck. I mean, they, look at part of my take does a fucking great job. Those two really really talented dudes. The cat's the man. Yeah, they're good good people, and um, they fucking kill it. But of course, like there's a little like thing between me and David had a totally, little thing. Totally. So and I'm not gonna lie You'd and be say lying hey, if you said I'd, it didn't. I'd be lying to say if I didn't feel fucking great to be on top yeah. of Dave of Dave like uh, Barstool's 
pardon my take. But there's a lot of work to do. They've been doing it for a fucking long time. I'm still learning. I'm brand new in this shit, but I think I'm getting the hang of it a little better. And each interview is, well, actually getting a little worse by worse, actually. But uh, I think it's hopefully going to get better. Um, but, yeah, it would feel nice. I want the number one spot, obviously, in anything I do. Okay, now I want to transition from that to my question. You and Dan Bilzerian sit in courtside at a Laker game. Mm-hmm. What's the dialogue like in that? What What do you say? What do you say to the guy? I just told a, a really good Dan Bilzerian story on my last episode. I happened to really like him when I interacted with him. How did that go? I think I had floor seats from Fred, uh, uh, my buddy, who gave me floor seats. And never I the never sold out guy, or uh, never sold out. Yeah, yeah, never sold out guy. It wasn't sold out that night. It wasn't sold out that night. So uh, I just texted Bilzerian. I was like, "Yo, you want to go to the game with us?" And he was like, "Yeah." Uh, we sit down, he shows up, typical Bilzerian style, I guess, with his fucking short shorts and his fucking whatever it is that he's cowboy wearing. Cowboy hat, t-shirt, cowboy hat, 12 I, pack. Exactly, yeah. Whole nine yards. He's got a good fucking body, no, uh, uh, no, hey, no H-word. No, no, yeah, no. say it, say it. Um, but <laughs> he, uh, yeah, so so he just sat down and we started talking. And it would, dude, I expect this guy to be like a wild party animal, or whatever. Right. That's why you can't judge a book by its cover. He's always with these smoking models, and he's just a really like humble, down to earth. Does good he dude. smell? Does he smell like sex? He just smells like pussy. That's it. it does There's he just really? Pu- this pussy just w- going off his body, and you're just so jealous because he's he fucks so many beautiful girls probably. constantly. So it's just uh, yeah, but uh, we, we had a good time. We actually got to uh, I think saw, saw him at the fight. A couple weeks later, and uh, yeah, he's a good dude. Never with the bros, though. It's just always, you would think he wants a little bit of bro time. Would you ever be with the fucking bros if you had 25 of those fucking girls running around? You know, Bob, I I would. It would be few and far between that I was with the bros. You'd pick a select few? Yeah. Who would be your uh, Who would be your top three guys to bring to the uh, to a party if you had twenty five models? Charles Barkley, the guy who <laughs> killed Osama bin Laden. <laughs> See, now that I could probably make happen. If you involve twenty five models, we might be able to get those guys there. I'm gunning for it. Do it now. Last question I had for the Ask Bob segment here. I it's the Ask Bob segment, so we kept it as the Ask Bob segment. That made it easy for us. Mark Scherzer out of Austin, Texas said, what's the biggest advantage of having 2.2 million? Is it 2.3? Uh, 2.2, and it's hanging on there. It's, it's, it's not growing. Right. I'm, not, oh. I'm, not, I'm not doing any content. I'm getting lazy, so I'll be back. Okay. Wait, so, why, these 60 days of sobriety is going to be nuts. The booth is fucking back open. Good. Get the booth back up and running. Um, what is the biggest advantage of having 2.2 million followers on Instagram besides the fact sitting courtside next to Dan Bilzerian, which is pretty cool? I don't know. I look at it just from, you know, I have the power to kind of influence, which I mean, is a horrible word because if my, if my fucking page influences people, it's obviously in probably a negative way. I'm like, well, gambling, drinking, partying. I'll stop you there. We went for brunch, bottomless mimosas at a, what was it, a saddle ranch or something? Oh, God. We uh, couldn't, I couldn't get a bite of my potatoes in. It was every second somebody was coming by for a picture. With me? Yeah. Well, you must have just call me on a good day. They don't fucking know who does, I am. Does that ever get to you, the picture, the whole picture deal? No, it doesn't. Ha- I mean, first and foremost, I'm not like an athlete. So it's like when it does happen, the rare moments when somebody comes up and asks me for a picture, and I don't know why the fuck they do. Right. But, uh, you know, you understand it's like always, for somebody like me, you're always taking it. Because I look at it as like when I started this, I would DM every fucking person in the world and ask somebody to like sh- share it, share it, share it, tell your friend, tell your friend, tell your friend. Right. I look at it as this. I get a photo with some random person that comes up to me, right? I don't care if I'm at dinner or whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. I take the picture with them. What I look at is like this. One turns into two. Two turns into four. Four turns into eight. Eight turns into 16. Totally. Because they're gonna, you're going to be like, who the fuck is this guy on, the, on your Instagram that you just posted a picture with? 
So, you know, they click right. on Bob Merritt and they find out hopefully who I am. And, and not only that, the person that you take the picture with now is even more, more loyal than they already were yeah. to you. Next thing you know, they're wearing a Ripper Magoo hat. I have a set, set line. I have a set line. By the way, you want, you want a plug? Whatever you want. How do you get a Ripper Magoo hat? Oh, you get a Ripper Magoo hat. Just www.bobmentary.com. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada fucking boom, baby. Beautiful. Well, Bob... Happy to have you in. Thank I've you. been wanting to get you in for a while. Here we are. We I did appreciate it. you. I love you for it. Charles Barkley yep. and the guy who killed Osama bin Laden. Thanks for coming on. You're the fucking best. I love you. I love you. I fucking love you. Let's go. And I was going to say drink, but no, we're not doing that. Behave. The Ripper Magoo podcast. If you want to slam the under on Bob Mennery, 60 days sober. Excuse me. 61st day is going to be insane. 61st day is going to be nuts. Party at Michael Rubens on his rooftop in New York City. I highly, even with that being said, I highly recommend The Under. I love you to death. Thank you, folks. Yes, sir. All right, folks. From one Bob to another, the two Bobs shutting it down here. Episode 35. Now, for the live video of that interview, Head on over to youtube.com slash brilliantly. I think you got to space it out dumb. So www.youtube.com slash. I'm already lost, but I'll give a link to the swipe up brilliantlydumb.com. That's not what I meant to say. I'm all over the fucking place here, Grace. I would say just take this out, but I guess it's kind of funny. So. Anywho, that just about closes down the show here. I'm Big Game Bob. That's Grace Ibrahim behind the glass, folks. Our first live video on YouTube. It was electric today. Could not have had more fun. Big thanks to Bob Mannery coming on the show. Uh, again, I, 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 like to, I like to get guys on, or moving forward, I would like to get guys on that are just loose cannons, you know, that give a lot. I, I just think it's it's fun. We're going to keep the ball rolling here. We got some momentum. I'll give the swipe up links and whatnot if you want to watch a live visual. Until next time, we will now see you Friday, folks. That's Friday where we will have special guest Jimmy Tatro from the Real Bros of Semi Valley. Again, he's been in a whole lot of stuff, but excited to have the young man in. He's a little bit of a fucking character himself. Takes one to no one. I will see you Friday, folks.